Welcome to another edition of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, broadcasting from the new Cellmark Studios. We'll tell you about that after the commercial break. Colleen Daniel is here. She's socially distancing from home today, along with the entire About Mansfield news team. We appreciate you being here today. Coming up on this episode, Mansfield news, sports, and weather for the upcoming week. And as always, we will conclude this episode with the trivia question of the week for a $25 gift card to Poured, the wine bar. Let's take a look at this week's headlines. This week, the COVID-19 epidemic remains on a stubborn plateau in Mansfield. Reporter Stacey Main has all you need to know for this upcoming voting season. In sports, Mansfield ISD played its second week of high school football. We have who won and who will play next. And now here's something we hope you'll really like. I'm home improvement specialist Terry Radswin, and we'll get downright squirrely in the Ask Terry segment later in the show. Alexa is here with the seven-day weather forecast, and campaign 2020 in Mansfield continues with candidate interviews for City Council Place 2. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. Paid political ad by the Brent Newsom campaign. Hi, this is Brent Newsom, candidate for mayor. I love Mansfield. I grew up here and I'm raising my family here. There is no other place I'd rather be. I'm running for mayor to protect our quality of life. Mansfield is the only home I've ever known. I've watched it grow from a town that I could ride my bike across as a child into a bustling city of almost 85,000 people. Mansfield has given me so much and it's my duty to give back. As a local banker, I help businesses grow and create jobs every day. As your next mayor, I will use the same common sense business practices to lower taxes and help our economy recover. Since you elected me to city council, I have been working to lower the taxes on homeowners by growing the commercial tax base. And you know what? That is working and it is paying off. We have just passed the city's first ever homestead exemption. Next, we're gonna be cutting the tax rate. Because of our sound fiscal policy and smart planning, Mansfield is actually cutting taxes and fully funding our police, while other cities are raising taxes and defunding police. This is Brent Newsom for Mayor, asking for your vote. Introducing Cold Hammer Stills. What is Cold Hammer Stills? It's a 70 proof chocolate cappuccino liqueur that's been distilled six times with a balanced blend of coffee, light cinnamon, and cocoa to create an enticing, robust flavor. Here, try some. Oh my gosh, Becky, 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 come here, you have to try this. Ooh, what the? This is so delicious. I've never had anything like this. I need to have some more of this. Find cold hammer stills. Find liqueurs at Total Wine and More or your favorite package store. Ask for it by name. Hi, this is Tamara Bounds. For nearly a decade, I have worked with Mansfield citizens, city staff, multiple boards, commissions, and council members to bring good solutions to our challenges. That's why I'm running for Mansfield City Council Place 2. As your council representative, you can count on me to be your voice, to understand matters that are important to you, your family, and your business. And now is the time to make good use of our remaining vacant land, maintain fiscal responsibility while expanding taxpayer relief. We need to find lasting solutions to our growing infrastructure needs and recruit sustainable businesses that will provide higher wage jobs that give Mansfield a competitive edge over bordering cities. On November the 3rd, I am asking you to vote for Tamara Bounds for Mansfield City Council Place 2. For more information, visit my website, TamaraBoundsForCityCouncil.com. Paid for by Tamara Bounds Campaign. 
Your logo or emblem defines who you are, so why not show it off with custom printed shirts? I'm Dana Wood with Ohana Screen Printing. We are a custom screen printing company and can print your design or help you create a new design. While t-shirts are our specialty, we can print on all kinds of apparel such as masks, hoodies, bags, you name it. Ohana means family and that's exactly why we started Ohana Screen Printing. To bring our family and community together through creative expression. We look forward to adding you to our family. Rest assured that when you do business with Ohana Screen Printing, that your dollars stay local as we are a family-owned business based right here in Mansfield. If you're part of a business, organization, or sports team looking to make a visual presence, hit us up on Facebook or ohanascreenprinting.com. That's ohanascreenprinting.com. Hi, I'm School Board President Karen Marcucci, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. And just before we get to the news, I do want to make a, a special announcement here that About Mansfield podcast and podcast Mansfield recording studio, which is where we record the show, has moved. And we moved into uh, a bigger, better situation here. And uh, we're now located in the Selmark building just off of um, Heritage Parkway here in Mansfield. And here in the studio is the founder and CEO of Selmark, James Sellers. James, thanks for, for being here. It's such a wonderful pleasure and a great honor to have about Mansfield and Steve having your studio here in Selmark. It's a great honor to have you here. I just wanted to uh, invite you in here and say thank you for the partnership. And uh, a lot of people know you as a community leader here in Mansfield. And, and this is just another way of proving it. We thank you. Well, thank you very much, and I can't wait to hear all the great news and happenings uh, that's going around town, and I can't wait to hear about uh, all the developments and things you'll be bringing to our community. Continue to be great inspiration and light to our community, so thank you, Steve. Let's get to the news. This portion of the news is brought to you by Ohana Screen Printing. The COVID-19 epidemic remains leveled off in Mansfield. About Mansfield's roving science reporter, Dennis Webb, has the story in addition to answering a listener question and... Mars attacks? Thanks, Steve. In Mansfield, the epidemic appears to be on a stubborn plateau, not going up or down. We need the numbers to go down. Reminder, as a city in Tarrant County, we are still under County Judge Glenn Whitley's executive order declaring a local public health disaster for the county. Judge Whitley and his public health team does not think we have beaten the virus yet. On Monday, October the 5th, Tarrant County reported 1,240 Mansfieldians as having tested positive, 1,073 are estimated to have recovered, and 27 citizens have died since the start. From this, we can determine the following. We had 48 new cases this past week, a bit lower than the previous week, but back at the stubborn level of early September. One additional new case is reported from the part of Mansfield that is in Johnson County. We had one new COVID-19 death in Mansfield this past week. The county estimates there are 167 active cases in Mansfield. That is, 167 fellow citizens who could pass the virus to another citizen if they are not quarantining. This is about the same as last week, another indication of a stubborn plateau. Last week, Mansfield ISD reported two new cases among staff and 17 new cases among students. The student number is about twice what it was the week before. From countywide reporting, the test positivity rate has increased to 12%, an increase from the, the recent trend of 9 and 10%, still well above the governor's goal of 6%. 
This suggests we are not testing enough to contain the virus, though countywide testing has recently increased to an average of 3,840 tests a day, a much bigger number than we've seen. Countywide hospitalization has increased a bit to an average of 301 citizens in a hospital bed with the virus each day, a bad trend. The county reported 25 deaths this past week, close to its numbers for the previous three weeks, but well below the numbers back in July and August. A plateau is better than an increasing trend, but to get back to normal, we have to drive these weekly numbers to zero, as some counties in Texas have. We can get to zero if every one of us follows the recommendations of our state and county leaders. When you're out and about, Keep your distance from other people and wear a mask, wash your hands a lot, avoid crowds, and if you are old or sick, stay at home as much as you can. It is not yet time to let down your protective measures. We have a listener question. Becky asked, if a person tests positive for COVID-19 several times, is that counted as more than one positive case or just one? Thanks for the great question. In general, no. An infected person should only be counted as a single case, even though they may be tested several times. However, the state of Texas does not appear to have a perfect reporting system, as several times over the months, they have had to retroactively delete duplicate cases from the county-level counts. They call this deduplication, as well as correct positive cases that got lost in the complicated system of reporting. As Tarrant County has a public health office, I use their reporting as the county's daily reports are prepared by people who work for our elected county judge, Glenn Whitley. My reports focus on week-to-week changes in the county reports as useful signal in the noise. We welcome more science questions from our listeners. Keep them coming. Finally, an astronomy observation. If you go out in the evening after about 8 p.m. and look in the east, you will see a very bright star. If you look carefully, you will notice that it is orangey-red. This is the planet Mars, about as close as it ever gets to the Earth every two years. Most of the time, Mars is indistinguishable from the brighter stars, but this season, it is the brightest thing in that part of the sky because it is closer to us than usual. The reddish color comes from sunlight reflected off the surface, which contains a lot of iron oxide that we would normally call rust. Mars is rusty. As you look, consider there is a large wandering robot there called Curiosity, remotely driven by Californians. There is also a fixed seismic surveyor called InSight, and several orbiting spacecraft that photograph the surface from orbit and relay signals back to Earth from Curiosity and InSight. Also down on the surface are several dead robots. Most of them lasted longer than planned, and two of these, Spirit and Opportunity, were out a generation of California humans as they kept on ticking. I hope living humans get to visit them on the surface in the coming years. Go look for yourself. Reporting from the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. If you have a science-related question, you can reach Dennis by email at info at aboutmansfield.com. That's info at aboutmansfield.com. Voting by mail, absentee, early, or on election day, 
There's a lot of information you need to know when voting in Mansfield. Reporter Stacy Main has the story. The general election is November 3rd, and it is coming upon us in less than a month. It is too late to register to vote. That ended on Monday. However, registered voters can get ahead of the crowds with early voting, which begins Tuesday, October 13th and runs through Friday, October 30th. Here in Mansfield, early voting is located at the Tarrant County Subcourthouse on Broad Street. And if you choose to use absentee voting, it is advised that you request your ballot as early as possible if you haven't done so already. Your ballot request must be received by October 23rd, and the mail-in ballot has to be postmarked by Election Day at 7 p.m. with extra postage, that's two stamps, because this year's has two pages of races and propositions. If you choose to hand-deliver your absentee ballot, only you may deliver your own completed personal ballot, so don't try and get your kid to drop it off for you. Mansfield residents within Tarrant County can drop off their ballot at the County Elections Office on Premier Street in Fort Worth. And eligibility for voting by mail include being 65 years of age or older, you have a disability, you expect to be out of the country, or you are incarcerated in jail. To request an absentee ballot, you can download an application on the City of Mansfield website, and since Mansfield falls in three counties, make sure you send it to the correct county. On Election Day, you'll have nine places to pick from in Mansfield to cast your vote. You do not, however, have to vote in any specific location. In fact, you can vote anywhere in your county. Remember, no matter how you are voting, at some point you will be asked to show a photo ID. Forms of identification include a Texas driver's license, passport, U.S. military ID, or a U.S. citizenship certificate with a photograph. And make sure you give yourself enough time to fill out the ballot because straight party voting is not an option this year. You will have to pick a candidate for each race. So who is on the ballot locally? Well, here in Texas, MJ Hagar, Carrie Douglas McKinnon, and David Collins are running against incumbent John Cornyn for U.S. Senator. In Tarrant County, Bill Wayborn and Vance Keys are running for county sheriff. For Mansfield ISD School Board, we have Trustee Place 6 has Warren Davis as the only person on the ballot. The other three candidates have withdrawn, including Daryl Sneed, the current holder of Place 6. Trustee Place 7 has incumbent Courtney Lackey Wilson up against Corinne Fiagami and Yolanda McPherson. For the City of Mansfield, we have several propositions. The Mayor and City Council places 2, 6, and 7 to vote for. And coming up later in this episode, you'll hear in-studio interviews with candidates for Place 2. And in the next couple of weeks, we'll have interviews with candidates running for Place 6 and the mayor's seat. You can go back and listen to past episodes of the About Mansfield podcast to hear interviews with those running for school board Place 7. There are a lot of important dates and information for elections, and you can get everything I mentioned here and a lot more on the City of Mansfield website. And we have a link to that on our website website aboutmansfield.com. Just click on the links tab. Reporting for About Mansfield, I am Stacy Main. Let's check sports. Here's Tommy Cummings. It was the second week of football for Mansfield ISD schools, and Summit was the big winner by defeating Lake Ridge 33-6 at Newsom Stadium. Quarterback David Hopkins directed two late scoring drives to put the game away. Arlington Bowie beat Mansfield 29-21, and Northwest Eaton knocked off Legacy 17-7. This week, the big game will be Mansfield High taking on Summit at 7 o'clock Friday at Newsom Stadium. Timberview will load up the buses and be at Flower Mound at the same time. Legacy will be at North Crowley at 7.30 Friday. 
On Thursday, Lake Ridge will be at Denton Geyer at 7 o'clock at C.H. Collins Athletic Complex in Denton. Don't forget, Mansfield ISD is offering its games via live streaming on the NFHS Network. Subscription prices for monthly and annual passes are available at nfhsnetwork.com. That's it for sports in Mansfield. If you have any sports news, let us know. Reporting for About Mansfield, I'm Tommy Cummings. It's time for the Ask Terry Do-It-Yourself Home Improvement feature. Terry Radswin is our resident home improvement specialist, and he answers your questions about the place that you call home. Terry? This episode, we have a question from Robin who writes, Help! I have two squirrels in my attic. I know the entry point and there are possible babies. Can you tell me how to get rid of them and patch the entry? Robin, you've got a problem that can get worse in a hurry. Squirrels can start munching through electrical wires, air ducts, and insulation in the attic and cause a lot of damage, so it's important to get the intruders out as soon as possible and make sure they don't get back in again. Mansfield Animal Control will lend you humane traps in which you can capture the adult squirrels when they come out to gather food. Once the critters are in the traps, Animal Control staff will pick them up and release the intruders back into nature where they belong. However, you've got that issue with possible offspring, and city personnel will not go into the attic to try to capture the little ones. You can attempt to do this yourself, providing you can access the area you believe the nest is in easily, but this can get complicated depending on how mature the young squirrels are. If they're tiny, you can possibly scoop them up into a box, being careful not to touch them with your hands, because the scent of humans may make the parents reject them. And it's best to do this after the adults have been captured, unless you want to reenact a scene from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation in your attic. More mature babies will probably necessitate the use of a trap or two, and again, animal control can provide you with those. Failing a do-it-yourself solution, you'll have to call in an exterminator to handle the job, and you'll want to make sure that they do so in a humane manner. Once the intruders have left the premises permanently, it's best to spray some sort of disinfecting solution in the area where the nest was to reduce the scent that remains, thus reducing the likelihood of a return visit and minimizing the chance that predators like birds or rats will be attracted to the smell. At that point, you can move on to taking care of the hole the squirrels have been using to access the attic. A lot of folks are tempted to just put a piece of screening or hardware cloth over the hole and call it a day, but it's best to actually cut back any damaged siding or trim to a place where a new piece can be anchored. You can then replace the material, seal all the seams and joints with caulking, and repaint to match the existing. If that's a project you don't feel confident enough to attempt yourself, a professional handyman or possibly even a painting contractor can handle the job for you. Robin, thanks for the question. I hope you're able to solve the problem and get some peace and quiet back again. And don't forget, if you have a home improvement or repair question, you can email it to me via the podcast, or you can visit my Facebook page at Ask Terry AM Podcast, or my Twitter at Ask Terry AM Pod. I'm here to help, so send those issues my way. We'll talk again next week. Reporting for About Mansfield, I'm Home Improvement Specialist, Terry Radswan. If you have a home improvement question, you can send an email to askterry at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that's askterry at aboutmansfield.com. Monday is Columbus Day, and if you're lucky enough to have the day off, let's see if the weather's going to cooperate for firing up the grill this weekend. Alexa? In Mansfield for the next seven days, Wednesday through Tuesday should be sunny. Daytime highs will range between 83 and 96 degrees Fahrenheit.
peaking on Sunday. According to Tarrant Regional Water District, Mansfield lawns can use a half inch of water this week. It's been a while since our last rainfall, and this week will be dry with temperatures in the high 80s. Do a quick observation test to confirm that your sprinklers are still watering the lawn and not the street. To see a map of watering recommendations for North Texas, log on to waterisawesome.com. That's a look at news, sports, and weather. If you have a news tip that you would like us to follow up on, send us an email to news at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is news at aboutmansfield.com. The best news tip of the week will win a brand new About Mansfield t-shirt. Again, that is news at aboutmansfield.com. Just a reminder to follow this podcast so you will be automatically notified when a new episode is released. The easiest way is to log on to our website at aboutmansfield.com and enter your email address under the Follow Podcast by Email heading on the homepage. And if you own an Amazon device, listening is as easy as saying, Alexa, play the About Mansfield podcast. You can also ask Siri to play the About Mansfield podcast on Apple devices. Coming up after the break when we switch from news to talk campaign 2020 in Mansfield continues with in-studio interviews with City Council Place 2 candidates Tamara Bounds and Scott Bowman. About Mansfield reached out to Skeeter Presley by email and in person on a number of occasions requesting an interview. Mr. Presley responded every time with, let me get back to you, including face-to-face on Monday, August 17th. We are saddened that Mr. Presley missed this opportunity. Stay with us. I'm Steve Casillo with Colleen Daniel and the entire news team. And this is About Mansfield. I believe that we should treat others the way we want to be treated. I became an attorney to fight for fairness in our system, but there's a lot of work to be done. As your state representative, I'll fight for equal pay and to protect our healthcare coverage. I'll fight to fund our public schools and not rush to reopen them. Let's make sure every Texan has the opportunity they deserve. That's fair. I'm Joe Drago, and I would be honored to have your vote. Political advertising paid for by Joe Drago for state representative. Hey, it's Steve Casillo, and I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce our weekly episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and can even help market your podcast. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast, or need the help from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located in Mansfield, for more information on starting your podcast or looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. Again, that's podcastmansfield.com. Mother of three Mansfield students, wife, former teacher, and entrepreneur, I'm Corinne Fiagami, and my husband and I are extremely grateful for the teachers, staff, and administrators who make our district a destination for quality education. Our schools consistently score high marks on state accountability ratings. Many of our facilities are state-of-the-art, and our district and school leadership teams are committed to increasing the academic, social, emotional, and physical health of our children.
children. As a school board member, I intend to make sure that all of our district-wide assets continue to serve our community's needs with excellence. That's why I'm here, to ask for your vote for MISD School Board of Trustees Place 7. We must ensure all of our children receive the benefits of access to an excellent education. I'm Corinne Fiagami, and not only do I approve this message, I invite you to learn more at CorinneForMISD.com. Paid for by Corinne Fiagami for Mansfield ISD School Board. Hey Mansfield, did you know cannabis is legal in Texas? I'm Sonia Salazar, co-owner of Wise Wellness. As cannabis educators and advocates, we can answer any questions you have regarding hemp-derived CBD. Wise Wellness carries a variety of products, including oils, topicals, edibles, and pet products. We are located on FM 157 beside Mansfield Fun Jewelry. As a thank you to the About Mansfield podcast listeners, we are offering a buy one, get one free special on select products. Just mention the podcast at checkout. Follow us on social media for our latest updates. Search for Wise Wellness. That's Wise, W-Y-S-E, Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. See you soon. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as Campaign 2020 in Mansfield continues. And in the studio today, we have a candidate for City Council Place 2, and that would be Tamara Bounds, welcome to About Mansfield. Well, good morning, Steve. How are you? I'm doing well. It's good to have you back in the studio. We interviewed you back in March for the May election. Obviously, the May election didn't happen. And uh, so we're doing a round of, of do-overs and because a lot's happened since March. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so welcome back to the studio. Well, thank you. And uh, so let's, let's just jump right into it. And... Tell the audience a little bit about you, why you're running for council, and so this is a three-part question, uh, <laughs> and what makes you the best candidate? Well, a little bit about me. Um, I've lived in and around Mansfield for about 38 years, raised all my kids here. They went through the Mansfield School District. I've uh, been married to the same old coot for about 40 years. Um, so would, would you like to give a shout out to the old coot? Yes. If you're listening, you should be listening. Hello there and hope you have a good day. There you go. Continue. Sorry to interrupt. Um, so, um, very active in the community, was on the HOA board for six years, um, which propelled me into going to city council meetings and working with city council on things that we needed in my neighborhood, like streets and signs, because we were a relatively new neighborhood. Um, and so I got my first introduction to city council with that. And then over the years, um, working with council on other things like developments that are coming in close to my home. We had a big one coming up there and worked with them three years on that. Um, also working with staff as well with um, infrastructure needs that we have around our neighborhood and in the city. I sat on uh, construction codes board, also uh, sat on the uh, planning and zoning board, um, the capital improvement board. So a lot of experience there with getting to know the city from the inside. And so doing that and working with everyone and being at all the council meetings, um, I just think it's time to take my voice onto the council and um, 
be able really to be able to have some of the decisions in those impacts that are going to uh, those decisions that are going to impact citizens and myself. The city council just uh, just approved a, a new budget, and I know that uh, that's been one of your pet projects is to to dissect the budget. What, oh yeah. What uh, because the budget was out on the website, and and you could download the uh, uh, the budget, and and you you dissected it. What did you find, and did you agree with uh, with what the council uh, has decided on? Well, now the budget is on the website, but now I did a public information request for all of it, for all the departments. Um, I wanted line item. And so I went through line item by line item. And I had many questions. I had questions about how often do we bid our contracts? Um, how long, for example, how long have we had Ma Bell as our telephone company <laughs> instead of looking maybe at rebidding some things? Um, also, um, our benefits and our insurance. Uh, what did that look like? So I dissected all that out and began to uh, attend the work sessions and making comments on the work sessions about ways that we could look at uh, with new money coming in and um, sales tax coming in, even in uh, the pandemic, things that we have a city has done um, as far as um, what type of businesses that we have, how well did we do with our businesses, um, and, and looking at those things. Also, um, our infrastructure needs, our capital improvement. Um, talked about our debt. You know, we have debt on the books that are not shovel-ready, and so we're paying interest on that. And with paying interest about a million a year on debt without even um, having those projects up and going, there was a lot of discussion about that. And a lot of discussion was uh, maybe we need to look at all the shovel-ready uh, projects that we have and be focusing on um, eliciting debt, issuing debt based on those current needs instead of needs that might be on down the road. And I'm not talking about um, our capital improvement like buildings down the roads and things like that. I'm talking about uh, fixing some of our roads, yeah. um, things like that. Have you met your other two opponents and, and how do you differ from them? Well, I have met them. Yeah. I differ from them because I'm out in the community. I've served on some committees that really have had to have some critical thinking. P&Z really taught me a lot about our land use. Uh, but being involved, being involved in my immediate community, like being on the HOA, and then being involved on other uh, committees and boards, uh, but being present at the council meetings and taking notes like I have taken notes on on what's going on so that the next go around, I might ask questions of the council. I might not agree or I might agree and encourage them to go in that direction Sure. or call staff and say, can you give me some more uh, information on a topic? So just being more involved and experienced, I believe, than they are. Any change that you would like to bring to Mansfield? As a council person? Change? Yeah. Um, well, there's several things that I would like to bring. Um, 
I will say on my website, if you've had a chance to visit that, it's very in-depth on things that I would like to see. And I will say the city has run parallel with me in those areas during the summer and this season with um, some some things that I would like to see, like um, relationships with HOAs. So we're looking towards that. Um, I'd also like to see us focus a little bit more on our infrastructure, land use. Mm -hmm. I really would like, when I get on the council, if elected, I really would like to start working on our land use and uh, making sure that what we're building here is sustainable. Also, I'd like to work on... um, with MEDC on recruiting good, sustainable businesses here that will bring higher paying jobs uh, so that the people that come here and work here will live here and contribute to our local economy. I'd like to see that as well. Um, There's several other things that I would like to see as far as spending money on Shovel Ready, like we talked about earlier, projects that we're in need of. Some people in our community say that uh, there are traffic problems. And do you see that around town? And, And how can the city fix it if there is a traffic problem? Well, there are traffic problems. There are several places, but traffic problems equate to infrastructure, roads, maybe lights, maybe um, uh, directing trucks in certain areas. So downtown Mansfield, we still have trucks that are coming down there. So there's been talk about what to do with that, either getting uh, police more involved with that, um, look at maybe um, putting how would you slow the traffic down a little bit down there, uh, use of traffic lights a little bit more have issues on some of the roads like Debbie Lane, mm-hmm. um, where you walk, uh, ride down that that road in your car, and it's like cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching <laughs> when you're driving, and um, Heritage Parkway is also like that. Um, it is crowded. The lights could be synced, I think, a little bit better than they're synced, especially yeah. around school time or in the afternoons. Or really early in the mornings when you have go-home traffic uh, and go-to-work traffic. There could be better syncing of the lights with that. But infrastructure with our roads, they need to be bid, bid right, and bid for longevity. Let's talk about downtown. It's a passion of mine. I know it's a passion yes. of yours. Um, first of all, describe the parklet because you you were involved with the parklet through downtown Mansfield Incorporated and uh, and on your own. And parklet number one has been opened. Describe to the listeners what the parklet is and tell them about number two. Well, let me tell you a little brief history about the parklet. Um, back when we had the shutdown, um, I went downtown and walked down there and talked to a lot of the business owners, and a lot of them were really worried about their business. Uh, people didn't want to come in and congregate indoors, and we got to talking about what could we do more outdoors, and there just wasn't a lot of space out there. And so we looked at what were other cities doing, and um, it was mentioned about a parklet. And I'm like, what the heck's a parklet? And so I started investigating a parklet, and what it is is it's 
like an extension of the sidewalk. It's a place in the parking space that you take up and you add uh, plants and you add seating and you add a little ambiance in there, a little color. And people are able to sit there and enjoy each other's company outdoors. You can have social distancing in there as well. Um, and it allows to um, promote more pedestrian traffic downtown. So we started looking at that and uh, went to the city back in June and talked with um, assistant city manager, deputy city manager, and talked to PNZ director and started brainstorming parklets. And um, there was a lot to do with how would you build it so it would be safe, uh, it would need to be big enough, might have a little cover on it, who would um, uh, insure it, um, who would pay for it. And so we began to look at all of those and uh, talk to some of the downtown owners and see who we could get involved that would be willing to give up a space and would be willing to um, go on the application for it. And so we found uh, the Smiths that uh, had agreed to do that. And then we sat down with City to develop what a, uh, a application process would be, what a policy and procedure would be for that, and then developing what a parklet was and what its intention is. So we started ticking off all of the barriers, if you will, um, to having a parklet. And we managed to accomplish the very first one with DMI taking over the liability. Uh, We raised funds to pay for it. We've got a downtown member to build it, so we kept everything local. Sure. Uh, the city established a palette of colors, so we used colors, and then we used some environmental friendly and and um, hardy plants to put in it. Um, and so we opened our first parklet, and um, now that we have it and people are sitting in it, now parklet number two has been brought up. And where's that going? That's going to go in front of Dirty Jobs, Uh and it's going to take two parking spaces. Let's talk about downtown parking. In fact, you mentioned parking uh, earlier in that statement. The parklet has taken up one space, and the one in front of Dirty Jobs is going to take up two spaces. Are are you getting any grumbling from from citizens saying... Oh, it just depends on what side of the fence you're on. No, as a matter of fact, what I have heard is that um, several of the retailers and building owners um, are beginning to have a little bit of buy-in with right. it. Um, and parking, I mean, we've got parking, what was it that we looked at? Like 400 spaces, if you take a radius of downtown and look at all the areas for parking, there's a lot of parking down there. Oh, yeah. I think it was uh, back when I was on Discover Historic Mansfield that, that and, and back when Felix was the planning director, he had done a radius of the entire Historic Mansfield, and, and there were close to a 1,000 public parking spaces in Historic Mansfield. Now, obviously, not on Main Street, just in the one block itself, which in many people's minds, that's historic Mansfield. But no, it it runs about, what, five blocks to the west and all the way up to Walnut Creek, down to Heritage Parkway and up to the post office. And and so there's, there's a lot of public parking downtown. 
People just have to find it. They have to know where it is. And that's wayfinding signs. Yes. We've been talking about wayfinding signs for seven, eight years. And some of that has started coming up. I think I've uh, seen a couple of those. But with downtown, Mm -hmm. downtown needs to be a destination. Absolutely. It can't just all be get in my car and go to work, and that's the shortcut to work, and it's shortcut back. It needs to be a destination. And so with being a destination, you want to get people to come down there. And in order to get them to come down there, you want them to be able to stay down there. You want to have open spaces for them that are comfortable, that are fun. Uh, you want them to be able to walk down there. You want them to maybe ride their bicycle down there. And those parking spaces... Stay open a good bit of the day. I don't see them full all of the time. But really, walkability is what we need to be looking at down there. And what's the formula to a successful downtown? ACME. ACME. What does that stand for? It stands for art, culture, music, and eating. So if we could get all of that going down there, and I mean, I don't know that that's a hard thing to do. We need to look at lights. Lights have already come up on the table. Um, But I think that if we could get more music down there, and I know with COVID, it's been a little bit harder to get bigger venues because of social distancing. But I enjoy going to the market and seeing Dennis playing his guitar at the market. It's all of that, having some kind of culture that people want to be able to come down there and participate in. Part of being a a council person, uh, I would think part of being a council person, is uh, is transparency to the constituents. How how are are the residents going to be able to contact you and and, uh, if they have questions and do you plan on keeping an open book to uh, to the constituents? Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, already in my campaign, I've put several Facebook videos out there um, offering people to uh, send me their thoughts on Mansfield, and I put my email out there. Uh, being on the council, they'll have access to my phone number and my email if they have questions and needs. And to be honest with you, I already get a lot of that already. Um, mosquito uh, issues that we had. I had one of the people contact me and ask for my input on that and what my thoughts would be on that. Um, so I'm going to be very approachable. And I, I'm, I've always been an open book. So um, I don't see that as any kind of issue at all. Um, We're looking at more transparency through the websites, through more surveys would be great. I had one, actually, I had one resident contact me and ask me that it would be awesome if we would set up something as a city where people could just get on there and just say, this is how I feel about this. Why does it have to be this way? And she said, sometimes it may seem like a gripe session, but at the end of the day, it's a way for people to feel like they've been heard by their city, not necessarily going to the council and saying it, but a way that they feel is another venue to be heard. Right. And we'll give out your information uh, here at the end of the interview sure. so people can, can find out more about you. Uh, we're going to conclude the interview with, uh, I'm going to, I'm just going to mention three topics. When I mention the topic, whatever comes on your mind, uh, 
feel free to uh, to expound on that. And so the the first topic is property tax. Ongoing. Yeah. We've accomplished some of that. We're not done. I think there's been um, some movement on within the budget, how to make that happen with some of the cost containments and new strategies, but we're not done with that. We're going to move forward. Apartments. I've done some research on apartments. At this moment in time, we have 11,867 on the books to either that have been built, have already on the books to be built, or have some SUP in place to be built down the road. Our infrastructure is just not up to speed to handle all that right now. And that's given us probably about 22% of our population right now at this moment is through apartments. I'm not opposed to mixed use with maybe some apartments, but then again, I would have to tell you the infrastructure would need to be intact to be able to support that. And I don't really feel at this moment that we have the correct infrastructure in place for that. Topic three, is it time for retail alcohol sales in Mansfield? I think the last time I told you that I don't think we're ready for that at this moment, um, I certainly think that that brings in a lot of uh, good revenue that we need to look at. And the culture is certainly changing. We would need to find the right place for that Mm -hmm. um, and look to see if it made sense for us. And um, certainly down the road, I'm sure that the council will be looking at that. How can people here uh, find out more information about Tamara Bounds? Well, you can go to my website at TamaraBoundsForCityCouncil.com. You can also email me at Tamara.Bounds at Yahoo.com. And Tamara is T-A-M-E-R-A. Yes. People have misspelled your name in the past. I know. It's the (laughs) old-fashioned way, Tamara. That's right. Um, But they can reach me there. Tamara Bounds for citycouncil.com and Tamara.Bounds at Yahoo.com. Yeah, say that two times. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Tamara, good luck on November 3rd. And thanks for being on About Mansfield. You're welcome. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Karen Fiagami, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as Campaign 2020 in Mansfield continues. And in the studio today, we are airing interviews for Place 2 City Council candidates. And in the studio today is my pleasure to welcome back to the studio, because we are doing a do-over from, uh, from our interview in March. Scott Bowman is running for Council uh, uh, Place 2, and welcome back to About Mansfield. Thanks. Steve, I appreciate it. It's good to be back. Are you caffeinated today? I'm fully caffeinated. You know, <laughs> I've had my coffee. Scott is uh, is one of those people that you can always find at a local coffee shop, uh, in, unless he's here <laughs> here in the Doing studio this today. Right? It's like okay, you're either in the coffee shop or you're here at about Mansfield, and uh, we appreciate you being here. Uh, you're running for um, council place two. You have a couple of uh, of opponents, and uh, we interviewed you back in March for the May election, which never happened uh, right. thanks to coronavirus. So we've been inviting our uh, our candidates back into the studio, basically for a do over because a lot's happened since uh, since March, and um, so a lot of the questions will be the same as March, but there will be some. Uh, 
we're going to throw in some new ones just because of the times. Keep me on my toes. I like that. So uh, essentially, uh, introduce yourself to the audience and uh, why you're running for council. Sure. My name is Scott Bowman. Uh, Scott with one T. Uh, My parents wanted uh, to distinguish my first name from other people's last names. Uh, And so it's a little unique, um, but um, I'm easily found because of that. I moved to Mansfield originally in 2001. Uh, My wife and I moved here with our six-week-old baby trying to plant some roots and uh, establish a family. I grew up in Arlington. She grew up in Fort Worth. And we wanted kind of some neutral ground that was still close to home so uh, grandparents could still still see us. I um, uh, and My family has grown uh, since then. I have five children now. And along the way, uh, we stepped away from Mansfield for a little while just to be closer to uh, my wife's family for a couple of years. But we really missed Mansfield. And so we moved back in, in 2010 and uh, have been in the same house since then. So about 15 years total living here. I'm an IT professional with about 30 years of experience. I've done uh, everything IT related uh, as far as uh, facing with customers, providing solutions, doing software development, project management, budget management. Um, when you do something for 30 years, you end up covering pretty much all of the bases. And if there's one thing that it's taught me uh, to do is to set some expectations and meet those expectations. Uh, that's really about, you know, summarizes my job up into a, a nice little compact sentence. What makes you the best candidate for council place two? Well, um, I'm running because I think that I'm good for Mansfield. I think that I've got uh, a lot of experience. I've been on the parks board here for a couple of years now. I'm currently serving... into my my third year now, I guess. And um, I uh, also get to serve on the uh, 10-year master plan, parks plan. And I was a subcommittee chair for that committee as well for park facilities. So I have a lot of experience working with boards, working with the city as a whole. Uh, also being on the parks board, we, we have to set up a budget. And so we've gone through the budgeting cycle and I have the experience on how to craft or to work with and approve a, uh, managed budget, uh, so that, uh, we can perform well and, and stay within our bounds. You've been out on social media the past month or so in different parks within, uh, within the city, uh, on, on doing live video and, and, uh, What's your favorite park in Mansfield? <laughs> the month of July is National Parks and Recreation Month. And so I go out to a new park every day uh, and kind of highlight some of the great things we have to do here in our city. And so throughout the month of July, I get to hit every location we have. And actually, I don't get to hit everyone because we have so many that we have to exclude things. I think my favorite park that we have uh, right now is our brand new Man's Best Field Dog Park. Uh, we opened it up, had a, a little private ceremony because of coronavirus season going on uh, in the middle of June. So we're, what, three months open now? Right. Um, And I still go out there uh, multiple times a week just to visit with people to gather feedback on on how we did as a department um, to make sure that we're meeting people's expectations. Right. My dogs, uh, Copper and Bailey, both love the dog park. They go uh, go out there at least, well, we take them out there at at least once a week. Mm -hmm. And it's great to just, you know, open up the gates and just, just let them run. They're they're big dogs, probably seventy five pounds each, mm-hmm. 
And man's best field dog park is uh, definitely a, a a park for people to bring their dogs. It's not just a dog park. Uh, my two goldens passed uh, months ago and years ago, uh, but I still enjoy going out there to visit uh, with the people and and play with their dogs. Uh, I'm kind of like the fun uncle, you know. I visit with their dogs <laughs> and send them on their way, and and don't have to worry about allergies when I get home. And so, what you you go out there and you talk with the people. What uh, I would assume the basic feedback has been positive. The general consensus is everybody loves going to the dog park. There's incredible shade out there and so many friendly people. It's a great place for our community to gather and and meet new friends, four-legged and (laughs) two-legged. What change would you like to bring to Mansfield? Well, that's a that's an interesting question because right now, I, 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 so much is changing already. Sure. Um, I mean, let's just kind of and, and we'll talk about some of those council changes. Well, but, let's just kind of recap 2020 so far. Okay. Uh, change of city manager. Right. Uh, was a was a big change. Uh, coronavirus coming in and, and kind of dictating how we're able to interact with people in our community is a, a big change. We have uh, four. Four places that are up right now. Larry is is still going and is unopposed. Um, so we have three potential changes within the uh, the council, including the mayor. And six months from now, we have another election. Uh, I guess it's more than like eight months. I can't do math that quick. A couple of months from now, right. we have a, a, another election, and uh, we have the potential of changing three more. And so the leadership could change so much uh, just in the next couple of months. So a, a grand total of, what is that, 10, 12 months have significant change to our city. And, and I'm all for positive change. But change for the sake of change uh, starts to get me to get be a little worried. And I think right now we need to find some consistencies. We don't need to just look for change, but we need to find some things to hold on to and, and move forward with. And I feel like the city has some really, really good plans moving forward. Um, you know, we just passed the homestead exemption. We just lowered the tax rate. Those are some changes that are part of that ongoing plan to to allow our citizens to have some tax relief. Right. I would like to see that improve over time. Um, but I think that's kind of in that step in the right direction. And in order to get to that homestead and, and the tax rate, uh, they had to retire Clay Chandler. Uh, do you think that was the proper thing to do? Yeah, I think Clay, he was an amazing person. He's done uh, some incredible things in this city. Um, he's been here a very long time. And, and you know, sometimes you just need to have some some new perspective come in to make sure that, um, that the city can continue to be uh, sustainable and grow. And I, I feel that... Um, he, he was a big supporter of the staff. Right. And, uh, the staff, and, you know, I just spoke to some, some police officers this past weekend and, um, you know, they miss him because he was such a huge champion for the staff. And, and I do think that over time, uh, Joe will fill those, those roles. Um, I, I don't think that, that Joe's going to, you know, do a 180 on people. I, I feel like the, the city itself is still going to love on the staff and support the staff like we have in the past. Um, just after 36, 37 years, it, it may just be time for a new perspective. Um, technology's changed. Industry's changed. Our town has changed. Uh, we've changed so much since I originally moved here in 2001. Um, you know, they weren't even moving dirt for, for Lowe's and Home Depot when I first moved in here. And um, now we look at all these corridors of, of commerce and... Um, it just may be time for a new perspective. All right. You know, I, I come from a city of 2 million people. So mm-hmm. uh, moving to Mansfield was was really a blessing. Mm-hmm. That that, And I hear about all these traffic problems and I look around going, 
what traffic problems. Right. And, um, it, and that's a very good point. It's about perspective. If you want traffic problems, go to Dallas at five o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, again, come, coming from San Diego, mm-hmm. where it takes 45 minutes to go 15 miles, um, yeah. That's that's a traffic problem. Well, it's about perspective. So if, exactly, if you want to if you want to find traffic problems, you'll find traffic problems that in, even here in town. Right. Let's talk about downtown. I love downtown. I love downtown. Well, it's it, you probably know. I I used to sit on the board of Discover Historic Mansfield mm-hmm. and uh, was was even president for a, what do they call it a hot minute and uh, <laughs> a few years. Is downtown getting better? Or is it stagnant? Is it getting worse? Uh, what, what's your opinion of downtown? Like you said, we've done this before. We've, we've sat in these seats and, and went through this, and I had this same question. And, and my answer then was it has a lot of potential. And, yeah. Um, thinking about it right now, it still has a lot of potential, but I've seen so many things grow uh, within downtown. Um, businesses are, are recovering well from coronavirus. It was so good to see so many of our local business owners work together to um, to drive traffic downtown, mm-hmm. uh, they would do a lot of deals together. Um, Paisley Grace would have an event, and and they would invite the local coffee shops over to um, to support them and and to uh, have a little fun outside of it. The third Thursday coming up here for October is um, haunt the block. Haunt the block. I guess by the time this airs, it'll be over. I'm sure it's amazing. Um, it'll be a lot of fun to see the. Um, the community come together and and go out to haunt the block. And some of the projects, the Parklet uh, project, not only uh, have they finished one, uh, they're going to start construction on number two, which is going to be across the street in front of Dirty Job Brewing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like what's going on downtown. Yeah. And, but I, I was talking with Derek about the one that's going there in front of Dirty Jobs and um, then seeing the the renderings for it with the, the hanging porch swings on each end, yeah, uh, a little bit more covered up, maybe some more shade provided for that one. It looks really, really nice. And um, I'm excited to see what comes of, um, you know, who's going to be able to use it and what you can do in those. You know, there were some questions at the council meeting here recently uh, about what you could and could not do inside these right outside of a brewery. Um, so <laughs> we'll, we'll, I'm excited to see, uh, see these take off. You're sitting on the council, and all of a sudden, the council gets a $10 million grant. Mm-hmm. What do you suggest to council do with that $10 million? Oh, that's a, that's a good one. Um, you know, we talked about this last time. Yes, we did. And, uh, you know, the, the million-dollar question didn't go very far. You know, it's, it's a mile of trail or the, the, the mid-block crossings that people have talked about in downtown. Uh, $10 million, much more substantial. Sure. Uh, and the first thing I would like to see is um, to see if, if some of that could go back to our citizens, to our residents. We um, have a general fund uh, budget now of $71 million. Uh, $10 million is a, is a decent percentage of that. And if, if we could just reduce our taxes, reduce our uh, tax rate by some to allow the citizens to, to take advantage of that would be a good thing. I also feel that um, applying that towards our public safety headquarters that's planned would be another great way to spend some of that money. Uh, We kind of brag on the fact that we have an incredible training facility and workout facility for our our first responders. And I'd love to see, you know, state-of-the-art facility made for all of our public safety department all in, in one, you know, roof. Right. You mentioned the public safety building, and and I know that they're not 
related because they're totally separate uh, buildings, but was closing the jail a, a, a right thing to do? You know, unfortunately, we, we did lose some jobs on that one. Yeah. Um, but I do think financially for the city, it was absolutely the right thing to do. Right. Uh, unfortunately, we have to make hard decisions sometimes, and that that's a great example of one of those hard decisions that needed to occur. How important is it to you that the entire council get along and, and work together? So, um, and I, I tell people when they ask similar questions is we don't have to agree, but we do have to get along. Sure. And And when something is done... It's done. And as a council representative, somebody for the city, we're, we're cheerleaders. We are champions for the city. And we need to get behind even those items that we didn't necessarily vote for or agree with um, to have a unified front to ensure success for the decisions that the city is making. And that's a hard decision to make because not every citizen has the same opinion. Correct. And so you you basically have to be a champion for the majority of the city is that would that be a, a correct right okay without naming names do you have allies on the council currently um i'm friends with everybody on the council I, I, you know i'm not <laughs> you know buddies or anything yeah. uh we don't go you know grab coffee all the time or anything but uh i have a, a decent working relationship with everybody on the council uh, i think i agree with most of what everybody says there are some differing you know fringe things about maybe some vision or or um decisions that would have been made and that's perfectly fine uh, i think if we all agreed the same, it would be useless to have seven unique people up there on council. Right. Besides drinking coffee, what are your hobbies and what do you like to do around Mansfield? Well, I like to spend time with my family. We love doing uh, DIY projects around the house, and I've really enjoyed your DIY segment on your show. Uh, kind of gives me some ideas to do around the house as well. Uh, we spend a lot of time on the linear trail uh, out at the parks. Um, spend time with my, my youngest son riding bikes through town, um, and visiting with people. Um, also like to, um, go spend times at some of our local places around here. My wife likes to go to the antique mall. Uh, I like going around to uh, some of the mom and pa shops and just visiting with people. People really energize me. I like to hear people's ideas and, uh, find out where they came from, uh, usually over coffee, but, um, <laughs> You know, to, to get a different perspective to where you're not just stuck in your way all the time. Do you want to give a shout out to uh, to your, your, your coffee? I, I stopped by the Flying Squirrel on the way here. Flying Squirrel's a, a great little uh, coffee shop there. Uh, Daryl and Amy. Yes, who have been on your show. And yes, they were. I think they were They were on... They were single digits. Yeah, I, yeah, undoubtedly. I was thinking they were probably on within the first uh, the first five or six episodes. Mm-hmm. They were on way, way back. And then Mary yeah. Lou's is is you know coffee as well, but a sandwich shop and an incredible broccoli and cheese soup. Uh, and you cannot find a porch better than uh, Melissa's porch there at Mary Lou's. Absolutely. You're on the council, and uh, how do you plan to involve residents in your decision-making process? So, so like I said earlier, I, I like me some Facebook, and um, I feel that I would use that tool and that platform to be able to reach out to people. Um, I'm very approachable. Uh, people come find me. Um, I put my phone number out there. People can call and text at any time. I don't mind speaking my mind and explaining my position on things, but I also want to hear back from people, and so... 
typically when I engage with somebody, I will ask, well, what can I do for you uh, as a closing statement, uh, just to make sure that they have an opportunity to speak their mind as well. And, and this goes everything from, you know, work uh, to just being out on the trail and people seeing me and, and asking me questions or maybe in a forum. Uh, want to make sure that everybody has a chance to speak their mind to me because uh, listening, not just hearing, but, but right. listening is, is very important to me. You're very approachable. I think so. Good. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think my, my family would also agree. They uh, they might like to get home from an event sometime, and I'm just sitting there yapping. So <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get into three controversial topics. Let's do it. Property tax. I think the council, the current council, and and the current uh, executive staff of the city, uh, the accounting department, uh, Peter and his team, uh, Gary and Brian, they they've all done an amazing job putting this budget together. Uh, that was just approved earlier this week, a uh, 10% homestead exemption, a 2% or a $0.02 tax reduction on our tax rate. And I think that's just the beginning. And of course, as we get closer to build out, as time goes on, we're going to see a better uh, return on those things. We're going to see a higher uh, exemption percentage, and we'll see a lower tax rate over time. But I think that the, the council had worked very, very hard with the city staff to get to where we are now. And so we know it can happen. And I'd like to see that go further. I'd like to see the homestead exemption increased eventually to 20%. It may take a couple of years to get to that point. We don't want to cut too many services. We don't want to hurt our police force or our fire just so we can save a couple of bucks a month. Right. Number two, do we need more apartments? Well, it depends on who you ask. There's about 4,100 to 4,500 existing multifamily units. There's a range because some people include uh, age-restricted um, housing. Senior citizen homes and Correct. As, as apartments. Right. Okay. And so uh, somewhere between 4,100 and 4,500 existing. Um, there is land already zoned um, for multi-home dwellings, uh, apartments. And when it's all said and done, right now, the maximum ceiling that we have for available apartments in Mansfield with the current zoning and what's on the ground now is 11,867. We'll just call it 11,75. So 11,750, which I think is plenty. When we get to build out, that's somewhere between 15 and 20% of the expected homes to be dwellings to be uh, in Mansfield, and it's closer to that 20% mark. I would like for it to maybe scoot down a little bit to that 17% mark. Um, but there's definitely a market for it. They're at 95% occupancy right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are people who do not want the hassle of a, of a lawn and a, um, you know, full, you know, home that some of us are used to. They want the ease. Um, they may only be here for a couple of years. They don't want to create an investment. So I see the need for the apartments, but I could not imagine um, doing a straight zoning case for additional apartments somewhere else that's not already pre-zoned for that. Right. Number three, do you think we'll ever see retail alcohol sales You know, um, in Mansfield? This is a... You know, I, I went back and I listened to the, the podcast after last time. I was like, this is a, a unique one. I wonder if this is real close to Steve's heart. Yeah, the, you think? <laughs> and, uh, you know, when it all boils down to it, um, you know, if, if it's what the citizens are, are wanting, if it's what the people are, are looking for, I would be willing to support it. Uh, it'll bring in some tax revenue. It's that retail tax, the commercial tax that's going to help offset 
uh, individual property tax going right. into the general fund. And so we'll, we're creating some opportunity for uh, potential uh, property tax relief this way. Uh, it also works with other you know, markets, silos of, of industry. It doesn't have to be alcohol sales. I do feel like, um, I mentioned last time, this is not uh, something that interests me. I'm not a big drinker. That's not where I go. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, it's a great illustration of how I want to put what the people want before what I'm looking for um, right. to where I'm not in this for, you know, an agenda to make this happen or keep this from happening, but I'm there to listen to the people and respond accordingly. If people want more information about Scott Bowman and your campaign, where can they find you? Uh, Bowman for Mansfield, everywhere you look. Um, go on, on Facebook, Bowman for Mansfield. Uh, my web address, bowmanformansfield.com. Uh, you can even just search Bowman and Mansfield in Google, and it's smart enough to find everything about me. You don't even have to know how to spell Scott. If you misspell it, you'll still <laughs> find me. Scott with one T. Right. All right. And um, find anything that you're looking for there. Uh, and the easiest way to, to reach out to me is is through my phone, 817-822-9273. Call or text anytime. I won't answer it if it's too late. But um, I like talking to people. Uh, if you want to learn about me, feel free to. If you want to ask questions, reach out. Um, I like to, to visit with folks and find out what's on their mind. Scott Bowman, Scott with one T, Scott Bowman running for City Council Place 2. Good luck on November 3rd. I appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. Thanks for being on About Mansfield. We'll be right back. Congratulations to Wendy Gibbs, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. Which Mansfield facility is named in Bud Irvin's honor? The answer is the Bud Irvin Water Treatment Plant on Pleasant Ridge Court behind Worley Middle School. Wendy has won a $25 gift card to Brooklyn Pie and Cafe. It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular trivia question of the week. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to Poured, the wine bar featuring wine, beer, and bubbly, and an extended food menu in a very relaxed atmosphere. You can check them out on the internet at pouredtx.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, everyone knows there's nothing better than the unconditional love one receives from a pet. But did you know there's a limit to the number of pets one can own within Mansfield's city limits? This week's trivia question is, how many dogs and or cats are allowed per household within the city limits of Mansfield? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. How many dogs and or cats are allowed per household within the city limits of Mansfield? Good luck, and thanks to Carol at Pord for the gift card. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, our usual array of news, talk, and information. And Campaign 2020 in Mansfield continues with in-studio interviews with the candidates running for City Council Place 6, Todd Tenori and Philip DeGroat. The show will be released on Wednesday, October 14th. Until then, don't forget to follow this podcast if you haven't already, so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Just enter your email address on our website, aboutmansfield.com. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Reporters, Stacey Main and Dennis Webb. 
Home Improvement Feature, Terry Radswin. Sports, Tommy Cummings. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo. Thanks for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this is About Mansfield. <laughs>